outside the box, vacillating between big and small. Today's topic is anti-monopoly. As a kid, I would sometimes play the board game Monopoly. I'd occasionally win, but more often lose. But now there's a new board game called Anti-Monopoly. I haven't played it, although I understand it's not as anti-monopolistic as it sounds. Not surprisingly, it's being sold by both the largest big box retail monopoly and the largest online monopoly in the country, so it can't be that threatening. But our economy is becoming increasingly dominated by a small number of huge businesses that are approaching monopoly status. This is not a healthy trend for our economy because it can increase economic inequality and create a few big winners and lots of losers. I think we need to identify ourselves as anti-monopoly and break up or get rid of these monopolies before they damage or destroy our economy. Most businesses are told, either get big or get out, because economies of scale are crucial in enabling any business to compete. Larger companies are swallowing up smaller ones. Local businesses struggle to survive. Pretty soon, most goods and services will be provided by mega multinationals. In a previous Outside the Box, I talked about selective nationalizing of industries. But let's take a step further and look at making all parts of the economy worker and community owned and controlled. Anti-monopolies owned by the communities that use them. Most of our economy is set up for the benefit of the owners of businesses. Those owners are the stockholders and corporate executives for large companies and business owners for smaller ones. Yes, they take the financial risks, but they get practically all the profits. Even when a business goes belly up, there are bankruptcy laws that usually allow the owners to land comfortably, not in the street. Meanwhile, employees are just cogs in a machine. Although workers have gotten more and more productive over the last half century, their pay has not gone up proportionately. That's why more workers are taking second jobs and why more women have joined the paid workforce. They have a job and a paycheck, but there's little or no commitment to the work or the products made. We need to change the ethics on which our economy is based. The motivations for starting or running a business are usually wealth and personal autonomy, but economic success should be based on public service, not profit, by providing goods and services to those who need them. With that principle for our economy, we wouldn't have drug companies charging high prices or even anything for vaccines, retailers wasting money on advertising to gain market share, or one mega online retailer squeezing super low prices out of small suppliers, and resisting employees who want to unionize. So how would work how would a cooperative and nonprofit economy system work? Ownership. All businesses under 50 employees would be cooperatively owned 100% by workers. Businesses with 50 to 500 employees would be half owned by employees, half by local communities, 
with management by employee and community representatives. Businesses with more than 500 employees would be broken up by location or portions of the business, so no company had over 500. Finances. Any business generating over $50 million in total revenue would be broken up into smaller locally-based sub-businesses. While there might be some loss of economies of scale, an economy based on smaller, more cooperative and locally-based businesses would be more community-friendly and not as able to dominate any sector of the economy. If this sounds like the disillusion of capitalism, you may be right. It means replacing capitalism as a foundation for our economic system with a nonprofit and cooperative model that emphasizes community service and benefits. It promotes cooperation, not competition. Community service instead of personal gain. After all, isn't that what the economy was originally intended to do? To provide people with their basic needs and occasional wants? And not to benefit some at the expense and struggling of others? Do you think that capitalism has run its course and that we would do better with a community-based economic model? I'm Larry Danzinger, ready for a new economy that serves all rather than enriches a few.